0: Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Robbins, and welcome to Life, Death, and the Space Between podcast. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and medium, and here we explore life, death, consciousness, and what it all means. Catherine Branham is a free-flowing psychic medium. She can tap into the spirit world without blinking an eye. She has incredible gifts that seem to be inherited at birth, and several that she learned along her spiritual journey. Many of her gifts are considered superpowers by most, although Catherine explains that anyone can learn to find their own superpowers. These superpowers include open channel, remote viewer, clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, energy healing, and medical intuitive. Catherine currently lives in the Woodlands where she participates in animal rights and rescue. She has two children, four fur babies, and enjoys tap dancing and hula hooping. Her mission is to help humanity return to their natural blueprint and awaken within. Her current book, How I Found My Superpowers, is out now.
1: Welcome, Catherine. Hi, Amy. I'm so excited to be here. I love your content.
0: Thank you. I'm excited to talk to you. Thank you so much for everybody who has supported the podcast. So there's so many ways you can support the podcast and the work that I'm doing. One, you can spread the word about the podcast. So share the podcast with someone, you know, repost my anything on social media. If you are a therapist listening to the podcast and you have a client who you think would benefit, share it with them. This podcast has grown completely organically it is all because of you all sharing the podcast and we are coming up on a million downloads which is amazing other ways that you can support the podcast is through patreon so if you would like to become a patron You can go to Patreon, put in Dr. Amy Robbins. You can find different tiers to support the podcast at the $5, $10, or $20 level or any other denomination. And my $20 supporters do get once quarterly Zoom calls with me. They've been fabulous. For a while, I was doing them for all the supporters, but now I am closing that down to just the $20 a month supporters. I really want to honor those who are really committed to supporting the podcast. What a difference this makes for me. And I'm so grateful. If you benefit from the podcast, if your life has shifted or changed as a result of the podcast, please help me continue to help you have on these great guests. Also follow me on Instagram, Dr. Amy Robbins. I love hearing from my listeners, trying to do my best to be quick to respond. And lastly, rate review and subscribe. That is super important. I also love reading the reviews, so you can rate the podcast, but you can also review the podcast. Thank you all for all of your support, for all of your love, for all of your helping to collectively raise the consciousness of this planet. I am so incredibly grateful. Thank you. So you have a lot of superpowers. Um, can you start with what is a free flowing psychic medium and how did you find yourself here?
1: Okay. So a free flowing is when someone states a question and let's say it's not even a question that's directed to me, but I hear it. I automatically hear the answer. So if it's, you know, I wonder what time Bob's going to show up, you know, I'll hear the answer. Where is so-and-so I'll hear the answer. So I, I use it a lot when it comes to medical intuition, because I do a lot of medical intuition work with a lot of people in the medical community. And then I use it when it comes to partners who may call me about their spouse and say, I want to know, is he seeing someone else or is this going on? And so immediately, as soon as they state the question, I hear the answer and then I, I parrot it to them. So I, I listen to their spirit guides and their angels. And I literally parrot what they're saying to the person. Well, I, I read conception to death, a Recon- reconception to death. So that oh, means you read, read. Death. Okay. So when I look at your being, I see what was the intent behind you coming into this lifetime? What was the spiritual path that you chose? And what was going on with the people who you chose to incarnate with? And then I can I fast forward to the death and see what's going on there. So when I'm reading for someone that says, I really want to improve my health, I want to know what's going on here, I will look to see what's happening within the body. And then I also look at why they passed. So if it's a physical ailment, I will say, hey, you know, maybe you need to lighten up on this or do this to try to help them. When it comes to... Of looking at something like a, a person who is asking about their son or daughter who's gone off to war or is in the military, and they say, well, my child, come back home to me. Rather than just looking at the event on will, will their child come back home, because in the, in the psychic world, that's perceived very different. Their child could come back home, you know, not alive. So I will say, let's go beyond that. Let's look at an event that happens after they would be home. So let's look at the end of the year. If they're saying they're going to be home for Christmas, let's ask that. So as they ask, I wait for that answer. And if I see their child happy and the spirit guides are saying they'll be home, they're going to have a great end of the year party, it's going to be fantastic. I will say, yes, they're going to be home. I see them further out. So I'll stretch it further out to make sure I'm getting the right answer. So when someone says, will my marriage work out? I really want to marry this guy. I will look to see how many times will this person be married from now to the end of their life. Oh, they're going to be married three times. Okay. So let's look at when this relationship falls apart or what happens here. So I I stretch it further on than the time point that they're asking for. So would
0: you give a definitive answer to that? Like, yes, you should marry this person or?
1: I never say you should marry this person. I will say this is what will happen in this situation. You, and especially if I see them already, they're going to be married, but I will say you will be married for a few years. And this is a reason why you come into the relationship with this person. This is a spiritual lesson for this particular reason. And I'll give the reason on why th- these two people came together. And it could be for him, it could be for her, it could be both, it could be for the child. You know? So I give them that information.
0: So at that point, if that, person, if, if that person hears, I'm only gonna be married for three years, and I don't wanna actually be married for three years, I wanna be married for the rest of my life, do they then have a choice I'm assuming, because we all have free will, to make a different choice, or are they then like? How does that, I guess, impact one's contract or how one's life choices play out?
1: Most people are just so hard headed, and they just know they're in love with this person; they they have to marry him. So, in that case, I do not say this marriage will not last. I will say. In three years, you're going to have a major choice to make. And what I do is I look to see what they'll be suffering with at that time. Will they be suffering with the fact they don't have an education to get a job? Did they marry this person just to support them? So I will say, in three years, you have a major choice to make. During that time, work on your career. Take classes that you want to take to educate yourself. Find your path. Don't just put everything towards them. I do enjoy what I'm doing because there's lots of clients that have come back and said, I really listened to you when you told me to go to school to get the degree I wanted to get or to get the certification I wanted to get because now we're divorced, but I'm able to have this great career. And so, in those types of situations, my mindset goes to empowering the client. Whatever they're asking me about, I want to give them the best tools to help them because there's so many times in our life that we hit our knees and, you know, we're, we're desperate for answers. And I've been there before where I finally hit my knees and just put my arms up to God and said, what am I supposed to do? Please, you know, make it so obvious that I can't miss it. If someone had said, this is what you need to do. It really does help, you know, rather than focusing on the problem at hand, you're already building up solutions that you can go back to your toolbox and go I've got this I can do this
0: mm-hmm. so so the way that you really use your superpowers is to help people identify the areas in their lives that they might need in order to move forward or grow or maybe some stuck points that they might be encountering in the future and and the things that They would need to do at that point to help them.
1: Right. Because I rarely get someone that comes to me that's not ready to hear. I've had it in recent time, I've had it one time in the last five years. Mm -hmm. And when I read for this person, I told her, This is what you're going to experience. But in a few months, you're going to come back to me and you're going to be ready to listen. So we're going to end this session now. And I'll put these minutes on the book for you when you're ready. And she recently reached out to me and said, you were absolutely right. Wish I would have listened to you. I did this, this, and this that you told me not to do. And I'm like, okay, this is where you're going to work through it. But my idea of a session with someone is usually a one and done. Because what I want to do is set them on their path. I don't want a whole bunch of clients that I'm continuing to read for and be their handicapped. I want them to be empowered. Now, if they're wanting spiritual lessons and they're wanting to empower themselves, great, I want to do that. But the people I read for on a weekly basis or three times a week, those are professionals that are contacting me for other situations, not their own.
0: Got it. Okay. It's interesting because I actually had a listener reach out and say something about needing help making a decision and... and with a psychic. And I'm, I, I get a little bit um, squirmy about that. Maybe it's the therapist in me, yes. but, but I feel like, I think it's important for us to think about why we're looking outside of ourselves for someone yes. else to help us make, to, to make a decision or to say yes or no to something versus someone who can help guide you maybe through that decision and help you think about What your hesitancies are, you know, the pros and cons, why you're getting stuck on this versus like, yes, you should do this. No, you shouldn't.
1: Yes. And that's what I explain in the book. Uh, I also walk people through uh, centering and grounding because once they are grounded in their own body, they're able to begin to make decisions. And it's about giving them the permission to do so. And that's what I want for people. I want to empower these people. And it makes me feel good when I get a message from a woman that, you know, maybe they weren't raised in a culture where they believed they could actually make decisions or they, they believed they were worthy. And so when they reach out and say, you actually, you gave me permission and that's what I needed and you gave me direction and she's great. You know, she just sends an email saying, I'm doing great. I just want to touch in with you. You know, I love you sister. And, and I'd love that. That makes me feel good.
0: So how did you f- Figure out that you had these, these superpowers, as you call them.
1: You know, I, I didn't. I didn't even think they were superpowers. I, when I was a kid, I could see people leave their body when they died, their spirit leave their body. And I knew when people were going to pass. So I would tell, you know, mom, my mom, hey, you know, we should go visit Thea Helen. I think she's leaving in the next couple of days. And she would say, that's a horrible thing to say. And then it would, you know, Thea Helen would be gone in two days. And I knew she was going to leave because the souls, other souls come in from the other side to come and retrieve them and help them across. And sometimes they gather a few days beforehand and, you know, she didn't understand at the time. So I went through quite a bit of abuse during the time period. And she actually thought I was making these things happen and rather than accepting it. So it wasn't until I was an adult even though I knew I knew things and I could see things where I met this woman that told me, I know who you are. I know what you can do and I want you to work with me. And I talk about her in the book. I, uh, and in the book, she is CJ. It was very empowering. And that's how I began doing a lot of the medical work that I began to do and the body charts that I would begin to make for people.
0: And so you work hand in hand with physicians.
1: Yes, I do. I do. Do they and tell
0: people that you do that? Or not do always. You? Some
1: do. Some will, some uh, patients will call and say, doctor so-and-so sent me, but then there's people in the medical field that will say, I, you know, they'll just uh, call me up or send me an email and say, I need you to look at, take a look at Doris, Thomas, you know, Derek and, you know, Marie, and tell me what you get. And so I don't need the last name. I just need the first name. And then I write in what I see as I look at their energy, just by picking back off the physician's energy. So I just read that energy and what the client's energy or frequency is at the time.
0: It's such a shame that I just did a podcast um, that just dropped this just dropped yesterday, but it'll be a while before yours drops. So, it, it dropped in April 14th, for those who are curious, with um, Lisa Rankin, who writes about sacred medicine and where conventional and alternative medicine can really work together. And I feel like this is a great, uh, this is a great example of that is can you work as a diagnostician with a physician if they're stuck or, you're, you know, to say, hey, I think this is going on, maybe look right. at this. And if you're wrong, you know, hopefully they're not going in and doing surgery because that would be a real problem. But if it helps them get a clear diagnostic picture on what might be able to be done.
1: Well, none of them just go in and do surgery. But these are people who, you know, maybe they say, let's do six tests on you. And the person is going, no, maybe they're suffering from great anxiety and they can't imagine doing one test. But by zoning it in, the doctor will go back and say, listen, I, if we don't do any of the other tests, let's at least do this one test. And if we can get that patient in there to do that one test, which is what they would need to be able to figure out what's wrong, then we got it. We did it. You know, and then there's, there's been times where I myself have just been living my life. I went in to get a mammogram. I'm in the waiting room, get taken to the back and there's this beautiful woman sitting there in tears, unconsolable. And I looked at her energy field and I knew she was frightened. And I said, hello, my name is Catherine. She introduced herself. I told her that I can see the energy around the body. And I said, you don't have any cancer in your breast. And she said, I was just sent over here because my doctor found something. She was a cancer survivor before. And so she thought she was going through it all again. So I scanned her and I didn't see any cancer. Because cancer shows up as black in the energy field. And I said, there's no black anywhere in your body. There's no black in your breast. The little marking that he sees is just a little calcium, like a piece. It's nothing. Mm -hmm. So she went on back. I didn't give her my last name or anything. And I got taken to a separate room. When I walked out, my friend that was waiting on me said, there was a woman that just came out and she wanted to thank you. She's free. She doesn't have any cancer. So the doctor was wrong. I was in the right place at the right time because mm-hmm. I was just doing my annual, but I felt like I was there for her, not for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Hi, everybody. I have a new offering that a few of you have taken advantage of so far, and it is a spiritual consultation. So, so many of you had reached out to me with like questions or wanting to know how to open up more, wanting to know, you know what you should do in this area of your life or that area of your life that I thought I would just try to offer a new way to connect with me. So these are spiritual consultations. They can be 30 minutes, an hour, an hour and a half. And in that time, we talk about kind of what questions you have, whether it's about opening up more spiritually, whether it's about something in your life. And we really kind of come to an understanding and a conclusion about what the next steps you need to take to achieve that are. Again, this is new to me. I've done a few of them. They are phenomenal. I am so enjoying them. It is not a therapy session, be clear. It is not a therapy session. It is not a medium reading it is somewhere in between. So it is using, we we incorporate meditation and intuition and um, manifestation and intention and all of this in like a very brief period of time, but it has been extremely powerful. And the people that I, I believe that have done it have walked away feeling like they really had something tangible that they could carry with them and um, help them move their life forward. So if this is something you're interested in, Please reach out to me. I don't have a lot of um, spots for them, so I'm only doing maybe one or two a month. But um, really, keeping a wait list for those who are interested. So you can find that on my website if you want to dramyrobbins.com, and you can go on there and click on spiritual consultation, and I will get you scheduled. It might be a month or two out, but I am am trying to get everybody who's interested in so go ahead and check that out. If you have any questions, just email me about it through the website as well. So can you speak to us about the Claire's? You are all of them. Uh, Yeah, I guess. I'm assuming most intuitives do experience all of them, but But can you walk us through what each one is and how we separate them from our basic senses? We've never, I've never really dug into this on the show.
1: Well, clairvoyance is about being able to see it. And many people may confuse clairvoyance with remote viewing. Clairvoyance is being able to see something that's going to happen. Remote viewing is actually stepping into the field or being in the area and being able to see it at real time. With clair-sensing, when you're sensing it, it's just what you're feeling. And it is that particular one is one I don't use. Mm-hmm. I don't use it. I use Claire audient which is from their spirit guides and their angels, or deceased people, because you can always bank on the spirit guides and angels to give you the honest answer. So they're always my cheat sheet. And then the other is the clairvoyance because of what I see. I don't use what I feel because feelings for people, when people go in with what they feel, feelings can be merged with their human perception. And we don't want your human perception. They don't want my human perception. What we have to do is go into what we know, what we hear, what we see, not what we feel.
0: Mm-hmm. So what about
1: claircognizance? That's, it's still, it, it's a, it's a, um, it's a worthwhile, it's a worthwhile ability, but once they get beyond the sensing and the cognitive, it really opens up for more of the clairvoyance to come in because any of the first couple, you're really dealing with removing the human fears, either from this lifetime or past lifetimes when you were very, very much in tune and you gave your gifts away. So that's, you know, that's what people have to move beyond is the fear of being able to see something because lots of people will see something and their first go-to is fear. And all of a sudden they think, oh, did I really see that? And then it it almost like blocks them for, you know, it takes them a little longer to get it back into order and be open again.
0: But so you're saying the clear sentient and the clear cognizance you want to get beyond, but I've heard... And, and for me personally, like when I have experiences of claircognizance, there actually for me is no fear. It's just yeah. that instantaneous knowing that I think is, for me personally, more powerful than clairaudience or clairvoyance because it just feels like I know there's no more questioning there. Right. Versus for me clairvoyance or clairaudience, I'm always like, hmm, is that just my, me talking to myself again or... You know, today I, I was with my daughter and I swear this little, like, I don't know what it was, maybe a little fairy or something right? or a bug. One of the two went by and I, I turned <laughs> my head quickly because I was like, I think I just saw something fly by, but I was inside and right. I looked at my daughter and I said, is that, did you just see something fly by? And she said, No. She's probably listening to me right now thinking, oh my God, what is going on with my mother? Um, but so, so for me, if that was something non-physical or I don't know what, I question that more than just knowing, yeah, that was a fairy.
1: I don't know. Well, you- for ourselves, those abilities are awesome, you know, and you're dialed in. You, you knew that was a fairy. But uh, and if you're answering it for yourself, those abilities are great. But when you're dealing with someone else's energy or someone else's reading, those are two things I'm not going to go on because of the type of situations I read for and the seriousness of the situations I read for. I don't want to just go on mine because if we've had an experience like the, like the lady in the waiting room that had the experience of the fear because she had already experienced breast cancer. Mm-hmm. and that fear came back, it, it wouldn't be, you know, I'm looking at her fear and I want to give her the right answer. I'd want to give her good news. So I can't go by what I know. I have to go by seeing her beyond this and looking at the scope of her energy field to see if there's anything there.
0: So what if you did, when you went in, if you saw something, you wouldn't have said anything. You would have just said.
1: I would have told her, I would have looked further to see if she was going to survive it. And I would have said, look, you're going to get beyond this just a little thing will be taken out and it'll be done. And I do have clients that are in situations like that. And some that have actually been in that have had to go into the hospital and told, you know, she was a young mother and she had to leave her daughter with her parents while she went in for this treatment, cancer treatment. And she said, why is this happening? You know, her life's ahead of her. And I said, actually this is going to turn out to be a blessing because while you're in there, you're going to end up falling in love with somebody that's actually caring for you and you're going to be cancer free when you leave there. It's not going to take as long as they think she ended up marrying the guy that that she met at the center. He was one of the doctors there. So the universe has a way, not everything ends up bad. The universe has a way of getting you to where you need to be. And if it's a particular person, you know, all roads lead to that person. Even if you think the road's going to be rocky, it's what it needed to happen so she could meet, meet him.
0: Can you talk to us a little bit more about what is remote viewing? This has come okay. up a few times in my recent podcast, so I just want to dig in a little bit more to that.
1: So uh, remote viewing is when you're, and this is how it happened for me. When I first began to remote view, I was in present time at this very present moment, you know, walking or talking or sitting and all of a sudden I felt like a dimensional shift, like my body did this. I felt that it did it, but it didn't actually move. And all of a sudden I could see into a different space at the same time. So when I began to do that, I had no idea what I was doing until I was in my 20s and I was walking across the field with my daughter and I had her hand and we were walking from church and she's talking to me. And I look into the field as we're walking across. And all of a sudden, I felt like I stumbled into a room, into a hotel room in London. And I look around and I see the back of the door. And, you know, because in Europe, the back of the doors are very different, the stickers on the hotel room. And I thought, I'm in London. And then I looked at the bed and it was my ex-husband, my now ex-husband. He was my husband at the time and a woman making love on the bed. And all of a sudden I could hear her calling my name, mommy, mommy. And then I looked back down and I was back in the field walking. So when I got home, I realized at that point, all the times I had ever experienced something like that, I could have actually stepped into the place and looked around at the room to see what was going on in the room and what the items were in the room.
0: Because I just had someone on to talk about time shifting, right. which I guess is I'm trying to like sort all, through this all in my mind because it's hard conceptually. So in this situation, you went to a different time and space.
1: No, I did not. It I went the to a different same time. place. It was the exact same time, which meant he was in that hotel room at that very moment, making love to her. At that very moment okay. that I stepped into there... It was at real time. He was out of town. And so when I got back home, I, re- I laid there and I thought about all the times that this has ever happened to me. And I didn't know I could step into the space. But at that point, I guess for whatever reason, my being was ready to step into the space. I was literally standing in this hotel room. And then all of a sudden I'm hearing mommy, mommy, back in the field where I'm actually physically walking. And she, you know, her voice pulled me back in. Right. So ever since then, I realized I can remote view. So when someone calls and says, my husband just left the house, I need to know what he's doing. I will find her husband's energy in her field. And then I will watch to see where he's going and what he walks into or who, or who he's seeing. Exactly what he's doing.
0: But only if that, if it's at that moment.
1: Well, no, I can go. In, yeah. And then at other times, I can go back in to see what he did yesterday or what he did another time. But I can go in and remote view what they're doing at that exact moment.
0: Wow. That's mind blowing.
1: So does, it, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's mind blowing.
0: I know that one of the things that is talked about often is like going into other people's energy to see what they're doing without their permission how does that play in here when you're checking in on like a spouse or something? It's, it's almost like I, before we were talking, I said, you're almost like a private eye, right? Like you're, you're doing an investigation, but they don't know that you're
1: doing an investigation because you're not,
0: they don't have the permission to be in their energy. So how does that work?
1: Well, I don't actually go into their energy. So if you call me and you're like, Hey, you know, check, check out Charles or whatever, you know, I will go in and I will watch Charles, and I may watch the woman he's with as if I'm sitting there in the room watching what they're doing. But I don't go into his energy field. And even when I read with someone that's on a, you know, like there for a medical reason, and I'm looking within their body, I get their permission to look.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So I don't I and I don't sit around going Hey, I wonder what so and so is doing I I just don't do that. I don't care you know <laughs> enough to like pry into that because I'm too tired for everything else
0: Right Right So what happened when your husband came home
1: Well, it was great because I really did not want to be married to him I had been asking him for a divorce but when I saw that I thought I'm going to take this as my opportunity So before my then-husband came back home. I had already talked to an attorney to file for divorce. It was crazy because I told him what I had seen, and he said, what, are you having me followed? And I said, and I yelled to him, why would I have you followed when I can watch you myself? So if someone comes in, and let's say the woman says, oh, my husband loves me, he, or my wife loves me, or whatever. I, I don't listen to what they're saying. I go in, I know this person's t- telling me what they believe the truth is, but let's go in and take a look at this.
0: Mm. So what are you seeing? Are you seeing like an aura around the person that changes color? Are you seeing their, their throat chakra?
1: Their throat chakra will always change when they tell a lie. Interesting. So I, I watched that. And so I don't go by what the client is necessarily telling me. I go by what their guides and their angels are showing me.
0: My God, I'm just thinking about like, if a therapist and you were side by side or any person I've worked with who works in this way,
1: we could like super speed the therapy. Some people will say, you know, I feel this or I feel that, or this is what they're doing. And then their guide will come in and say, but this is why they're doing it. And then it's like the person sitting in front of you is really the, not the victim. They're actually the bully, you know? And it's like, oh, you know, don't be a bad person. And the relationship would be good. Wow. Well, Catherine, this was, this was fascinating
0: and fun and illuminating. If people are interested in your work, can you share with them where they can, can find out more about you? Tell us about what books you ha- have coming up as well
1: well i have how i found my superpowers out right now and then i have a workbook series coming out that's called self-help slut and it's about cleaning your energy field of other people's stuff and i wanted the title to be cheeky enough to where you realize you can have fun in cleaning out the energy of what other people have dumped on you uh, or things that you've absorbed from other people and then I have a thriller coming out in October of this year called It Was Murder. It's all murder stories of people who did not realize their loved one or an individual was actually murdered. They thought maybe it was natural causes or maybe it was this. So it's all those cases together in a book. Very 6th uh, I'm i I'm really excited about that one. You could either find me at Katherine or to book appointments, it's psychitcatherynbranham.com. And I'm also on TikTok. I do lots of videos to help people because it was so sad. Some of the individuals that said they didn't feel like the spirit world was there for them. And the spirit world's there for everyone. And that's what I wanted people to know. And I'm also on Instagram at Branham.
0: Thank you so much for your time today. And I know. People are gonna, I I have a feeling they're gonna be watching your videos to see what else you have to say. So thank you so much, Catherine.
1: Thank you, Amy. I'm so excited to see more of your videos. You're doing great work and really helping people awaken. I'm I'm banned from TikTok by my children. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Catherine. Thank you so much.
0: Like what you heard today and wanna hear more? Wondering what comes next and what it all means?